Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part six of the Naptime Kitchen Home Reset. And this week, we are tackling kids' toys. I know, this is tough. We just did the darn clothing. We're headed into the toys. This might feel like a colossal undertaking for you, or this episode might not pertain to you at all. But for those of you in the throes of Christmas toys, broken toys, cherished toys, and some that you would really just call junk, I really hope that this episode helps you. So I am going to split this into two parts, and the order matters. First, we will discuss purging the toys. Then we will discuss organizing the toys. You do not want to try and figure out an organization system before you have purged the toys. Trust me. All right, without further ado, let's purge those toys. Here is how we go about this in the Strickler household. Step one, create a toy purgatory bin. I know you're really anxious to hear about this. In our house, about three to four times a year, I go through the kids' toys. If there is a toy I notice that they have not played with at all, I stick it into toy purgatory, which is a bin that sits in our laundry room. I think this bin is crucial for allowing your kids to be a part of the toy process, but also aiding them in their decision-making. Here's why. So I personally, as the mom, I go through the toys and decide which ones go into toy purgatory. I can see the broader view of what they are actually playing with, what they have duplicates of, etc. The toy purgatory bin goes on the top shelf of the laundry room until the next time we go through the toys. During that time it is sitting on the shelf, if a child asks for a toy that I know is in toy purgatory, I happily get it down from them and it is released from toy purgatory. Remember, toy purgatory is for forgotten toys. If four months go by and no one has even noticed that a toy is missing, it is likely a solid candidate for being given away. So here is where it gets good, okay, with toy purgatory bin, and your kids really get to help. When the next time comes around to purge, you bring down the bin or bins from toy purgatory and you allow the kids to go through them with you. You tell them that any toy that they no longer want will be donated to kids with less toys for them to play with. Hopefully, you will be amazed at how easily they let go of a toy that they haven't thought about or seen in four months. Now, there will be some toys from toy purgatory that they are excited to see, and I want you to allow them to bring those toys back out. So now, after this, your toy purgatory bin should be empty. Many of the toys have been donated, and a few have been brought back out to be played with and enjoyed. All right, you then tell them to go through their other toys, not the toys that are in toy purgatory, the rest of their toys, and pick a few toys that they haven't enjoyed playing with. And on the spot, they might be like, we don't want this, and you can get rid of it. Or you can tell them you're simply going to put the toy away for a little bit, aka put it in toy purgatory. They will likely choose some to give away, but more will probably go into toy purgatory. Those you put away for a while, and now your toy purgatory bin is full, and it is up there on the shelf. Y'all, you just completed an easy round of deciding which toys to donate while also doing a toy rotation, all without any tears shed. You are a champion. You are a warrior. Okay, so again, let's just close this up. Here is why I really love toy purgatory. It allows time to see if your child actually plays with a certain toy. It gives them freedom to ask for a toy out of the toy bin and allows you to see if they actually play with it. 
It makes the decisions of which toys to give away so much easier when that time comes. And also, it allows for easy toy rotation because toys that were in toy purgatory that they're now excited about, it's like it's a brand new toy. And then toys that they're not as excited about go up into that bin, and you're doing toy rotation all at the same time. All right, a few things to note here. So depending on the size of your family and the ages of your kids, you might have more than one toy purgatory bin. That is completely fine. It might be the type of thing that you need to do with different kids at different times. Also, you might keep things like craft items and games completely separate from toys. We do that too. There's really rarely a time that we want to donate one of our craft items or one of our board games. But if you're overflowing in those categories, by all means, go through those as well. Also, depending on the age gaps in your children, you might have like a lot of baby toys that need to be put away for a while. And my advice is to just do that. Grab a bin, label it baby items, and stick the toys in it and put it high up in a closet or in the attic. Don't let those like bulky 12 to 18 month toys crowd your space when you have a four-year-old and a newborn. If you're in between and you don't have anybody that needs to play with those toys, go ahead and put them up for a little bit. Personally, I do keep a small bin of infant toys out for when friends and family with babies come over. I really like having a few items that I know are safe for babies to play with um, and that are like new and fun for them, but also keeping it really manageable. And I just keep like one little bin of those types of toys. All right, one last thing here. While you know that I love purging and highly value the cost of space things take up, I also don't want to forget about like our future completely. So over the years, there have been a few toys that are well-made and classic and that I wish to keep for the day that I, Lord willing, get to have my grandchildren over. So if you have a few toys your kids love to play with, it is really okay to be sentimental and to save those things. I sincerely hope that you get to like look at your grandchild one day and say, that was your father's favorite toy too. I mean, wouldn't that just be so, so special? Okay, before I get emotional thinking about grandkids, I want to move on to part two. Okay, let's discuss the organizing. We've just finished purging. Now we're going to talk organizing. Organization of kids' toys can be tricky because no two spaces are the same. We all have different needs, different spaces, and different kids at different ages. That is a lot of differences. Some have an entire playroom. Others are relying on two bins stowed underneath the coffee table in the living room. You have to decide what will work for you and how you want your space to operate. You might want to display your kids' toys on a shelf, or you might rather they be hidden. For me personally, I am a grouping person, and I really love bins. I feel that they allow me the level of organization needed while also being able to, like, throw everything into a bin really quickly. So in our home, we have like a 12-cube storage bin system that we got at Target. I love it. And we basically have things organized into those bins. I will say, again, this does not include board games and crafts. They're stored like in a different cabinet in a different area of the house. So I think you need to ask yourself these questions and then work through them to figure out your best toy organization system. First off, do we have room for all of these toys? If the answer is no, I would look for duplicates. You might want to purge again or consider having one bin out and putting one bin away and swapping the toys, uh, maybe like every six months. Similar to toy purgatory, but if you just have way too many toys and you just want to do more toy swapping. But again, if you have like six puzzles, like the kind, the wood kind where your child's like fitting the shape in, maybe, maybe cut it down to two, something like that. Next off, we're going to ask, how should we group these toys? So a big thing to ask yourself is, should we group them by like the type of toy or by the location? So let me unpack that a little bit more. So the question really is, do we want all of the 
all of a certain type of toy in the same location. So if the answer is no, you could consider splitting them between like the playroom, the living room, and a child's bedroom. So if you want all of the toys in one location, I would probably group them by the type of item. So if you want all of the kids' toys, every bit of kids' toys in the playroom, then in that playroom, you would group them by the type of item. Like all the cars are here, all the blocks are here, all the puzzles are here, all the dolls are here. Or you might want to disperse them by location. So maybe you have some toys in the bedroom, you have a small bin in the living room. This allows your kids to see and play with different toys in different rooms, and it can lead them to playing with more toys. So this isn't perfect, and of course they're going to bring toys from one room to another. But by and large, my kids play with things like blocks and magnetiles and kitchen toys and dollhouse items. All of those things are in the playroom. Why? Because that is where we store them. They play with board games and puzzles and read books in the living room. Why? Because that is where we store those items. They use colored pencils and coloring books at the kitchen table because we store those items by the kitchen table. So it's like they have different playstations depending on where they are in the house. And there's a reason that the blocks and the dollhouse items are in the toy room and not in the living room. They are louder and they have more pieces, and I would prefer that those things not be in my living room. Whereas puzzles and books are peaceful, they're easier to clean up, they're good family activities, they are perfect for the living room. And that also goes for board games. We tend to play those as a family and it makes sense to have them in the family room. So you can see for us, we kind of organize by the item, but also by having the different types of items in different areas of the house. So if you have a toddler, you might, um, instead of having like all the trucks in the playroom and all of the blocks in his bedroom, maybe you have like a few trucks in the playroom and a few blocks in the playroom, and then you have a few trucks in his bedroom and a few blocks in his bedroom. It really just depends on like how you want your house to function, where you want your child to play with certain things. You really can dictate where they play with certain things by where you place them in your home. So again, this is all coming back to how you want your house to function. All right, another question you can ask is, do I want the toys displayed on a shelf or do I want them kind of hidden away? So for me, I use bins. This is my preferred way to store is in plastic bins. I can wipe them down. I can vacuum them out. They hold tiny Legos extremely well. And I love that I can organize them, but in a pinch, I can kind of hide things away in them. Now, a lot of people prefer open shelving. To me, this is sort of like having open shelving in your kitchen. It can be beautiful, but you also have to be willing to maintain it. So if you find visual clutter difficult, I would steer away from open shelving unless you have a very small amount of toys and they are very pretty. All right. Another question you could ask is, is there an unorthodox place in the house that could be great for some kids' toys? Many houses nowadays have both large bathrooms and storage and linen closets. So consider storing like your sheets and your towels in the bathroom and maybe an empty linen closet would be perfect for extra toys or all of the board games or craft items. Um, Or consider getting like a plastic drawer system for the empty space in their closets because I know that you'll probably know this. Kids' clothes in their closets tend to hang really short because kids are shorter and there can be a lot of dead space in their closets. And that could be a really, really great place for getting like some plastic drawers for them to help store their toys. Or you could get like an under the bed bin that they can pull out and slide back under the bed. I've seen people do that with Legos. It's a really great way to have the big kids bring them out when they get to play with them and then putting them away and sliding them back under the bed when little toddlers are around. So you get to be very creative here. Y'all, 
There is no right or wrong way and no one-size-fits-all solution. Children are unique and so is your home. And at the end of the day, what your children care about is a place to unwind and play, a place to feel safe and be themselves, okay? Another question you need to ask is, do I want my child to have access to all of these things? This is how we decided on crafts in the upper cabinet that only mom can get down because some things you have to learn the hard way when it involves uh, your three-year-old and a tube of glue. So things like that, you really need to think, do I need to have this up? Like maybe not on the bottom shelf in the toy room. All right. Hopefully this gave you some ideas for how you can declutter and organize your toys. Consider grouping them by like the certain items or grouping them more by location. And more than anything, Ask yourself how you want your home to function and feel, both for you and for the wonderful people living in it, and really try and find a happy medium there. So I hope this was helpful. Join me next time. We are going to tackle the laundry room.